Radio Free Cybertron. Transformers. Rewind. This week on Transformers Rewind, it's Auto Berserk from Generation 1. I know exactly how you feel. Megatron and the other Decepticons envy my superiority too. That's why Megatron left you behind? Yes, he's afraid I'd make a better leader. Maybe that's why the Autobots were jealous of me. If we had control of the Negavator, Optimus and Megatron would be forced to admit our superiority. That would show Inferno and the others I'm just as good as they are. Better! I would be in charge. Me! Of course, Red, you would be supreme! So I love at the beginning of the episode how Optimus Prime is the one doing the countdown. Because you don't first see that as Optimus Prime. I'm like, oh, is Peter Cullen doing a human voice here? Then, oh, wait, it's actually Optimus Prime. Because there are humans there, too, like observing the Negavator, which is, like, hard to say. I don't even... I don't, it's like... It's, it's How do you pick that to, name for this project? It's, Seriously. It's even harder to really explain what it actually does. It, like, because blinks stuff what out of reality. Sort of changes. Yeah, except that it yeah. doesn't later, but we'll get to that. Yeah. It also blows up at the end. Yeah. This episode, yeah. I, I I like this episode. I for for various reasons. One, it's like the Red Alert episode, and you know, Red Alert doesn't get a lot of love. It's it's also kind of like kind of like the city on the edge of forever, so to speak. Where in the Star Trek episode, Bones is running around all crazy, and this one, you know, Red Alert's running around all oh. crazy. He's, okay, he's, I was waiting for how well, you were going to pull that back because I had no idea where you were going. Well, I mean, but you know, but he he, 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 mean, he means well, but he's crazy as can be. Because I was watching, and I'm like, he reminds me of something from somewhere. And I'm like, what does he remind me of? Then I thought, oh, it's Doctor McCoy from Star Trek. And like, oh, yep, that's it. Except, he, of course, Bones didn't team up with Starscream in that episode. He should have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been great. Somebody's writing that crossover now. I guarantee I've, it. I, I've probably already written it. But but you know, like any that other G- <laughs> yeah. in any other G one episode, they just pull stuff out, you know, of, of their pants that I don't necessarily get. Like uh, when they get trapped behind before they get trapped behind the rubble. Uh, I forgot who it was. I think it was uh, either Soundwave or one of the one of the jets was um, attacking them, and Optimus Prime screams, "Stop!" You know, the heat will cook our data banks. Like what? What's a database? Yeah, back. And why will heat do anything? To- yeah. <laughs> like what? What in the world? There's something will computer word our robot bit. I mean that stuff happens. All yeah, the time. totally. <laughs> but basically, uh, yeah. so Red Alert gets damaged and he goes kind of crazy, he becomes all paranoid and schizo. And he goes makes- crazy. Well, he wasn't exactly top quality thinking before this, well, you he- know. Yeah. No, see, that's the sort of, that's the thing, like, this episode, this is a pretty good episode. This is probably one of the better season two episodes. And, and it's a good, a it's, it's a good looking episode, too. First I watched it, I'm like, this doesn't yeah. look that great. Then I thought, wait, it no. Is. It's like, no, yeah. this, it's a toy episode, which, you know, most of them are toy episodes, but it's still, it looks good. For, I mean, it, it starts off a little rough, but it does, it, but it gets a lot better. It looks really good. It's a, it's a, there's, there's a very um, low ratio of visible errors in this one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there are still errors in it, but the, you know, they, 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 the animation is good, and there's obviously there's some, but there's, there's not many huge big honking errors. Like, 
but, that, that really obvious one where Rhett's mouth keeps moving at the very end. Oh God, yeah. You know, watch. I actually watched mm. that. I actually. I don't know. Sorry, or no. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I love that because Inferno is holding him and he's looking at him lovingly, and and he's just. <laughs> I don't. You know, I, I, in my mind, Red Alert is just mouthing something to him just out outside of our perception. Sweet nothings. Yeah. Maybe it was censored yeah. for airing. <laughs> it's entirely possible. I'll never let you. I'll never let you go. This, um, <laughs> this one though is totally uh, worth so, people's perception. Ed. People, people think this is red normally. You know, this is how no, ever, this is how people think of red. No. Like, this episode is really the only reason most people remember Red Alert. Exactly. At all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. But he is, you know, out of his tree in it, and people just sort of think of that as Red's normal position. He's super paranoid, crazy, deluded. No, he's just mildly paranoid and crazy and deluded. Yeah, yeah. Just mild. And then he got an electric shock and it got even worse. Yeah. Right. But it's not like people think of him as that being his deep. It's the same way everybody thinks Cliffjumper hates traitors. When <laughs> <laughs> that was like God. time. <laughs> Cliffjumper and Mariah. I was talking about I was talking about Dreamwave second miniseries over on the Underbase this week. Um, and you know, there's a whole thing in there where Cliffjumper's like, Oh Mariah, you traitor and I'm like, Yeah, okay. That was one time. It's not your but Dreamwave. Well, they watched they watched half the episodes uh, once. <laughs> yeah, you know they didn't have a wiki, you know, back then to uh, re- steal from. Pretty it much. Was the wiki. That's yeah, how they. Right. That's how they were able. To look, they looked clever by knowing stuff that wasn't massively cataloged. You know, you got to put you got to put something from Japan in something now if you want to look clever. God. So. Well, in this ep- in this episode, uh, Starscream is uh, Star- Red Alert is leading Starscream through like the booby traps and everything that they've set up to get back to the, to the Negavator. So there's the Tunnel Drone, which is like this evil, crunching, munching robotic Cthulhu thing. It's like pure evil, and it will, yes, who it will, built that, and why yeah, did they build it will that? Ch- if that thing gets out, it will Wait. kill every person on Earth. What kind of loving, Wait, friendly Autobot would create that? And I'm thinking, this looks way better than the Negavator. Why don't they? They should be selling this yeah. thing. <laughs> like, Weaponize that. Like it's, yeah, that's that's a. You just got that guarding the tunnels that hardly anybody goes into. Heck, man, get that tunnel drawn out there. The military would love that. Well, it's the thing about hand drawn anima- animation. You can do whatever, and it takes no more effort to do that than anything else. So let's just, you know, I can yeah. just throw something in there. Oh, you know, and I'm drawing it. And, and, and it could, they could put freaking Unicron in there for, for all it really mattered. But, yeah, that thing is just, like, vicious looking. Yeah. That, that should, yeah, Megatron should be going after that. But even the way they describe it in the episode, it's not just the way it's drawn. I mean, Red Alert talks about it like it's this indestructible mass of death that just, you know, barrels down these, corridors killing random farm a- you know, animals or things that wander <laughs> into the tunnels. You know? like, yeah, that's a very Autobot setup for them, too. Yeah. And this is just under a human city, isn't it? It's a base. It's like a military base. Where is it, though? We don't really see, do we? It doesn't say. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. 
It's, it's a weird one. I mean, it's an odd one, and it's like the Autobots... Well, it's not super odd, because we've seen the Autobots, or we'll see the Autobots, working with humans to build assorted things in other episodes. Um, I can really only think of the Ultra plan from Desertion of the Dinobots off the top of my head, but... Uh, you know, there's there's just I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff in this one. It's it's quite a tight script. You know, there's no major um, uh, just no major Plows. suspensions of disbelief beyond the core concept. You know, it's got, it makes good use of the characters that are in it. Grapples in there complaining about his bunker getting wrecked, and Frenzy gets a really good show in this one too. And is like yeah. one of his three appearances takes on Optimus Prime directly. And so it's just a good little sine wave one where he pumps out. I think I think this is like the most number of tapes he ever pumps out at once in the cartoon. It's like four. This is all he had after yeah. the cartoon at this point. Well, uh, this was only well, season two. He didn't use Buzzsaw, did he? Well, no, he says Buzzsaw's name, but the animation shows Laserbeak. So whichever way you slice it, one of the tapes is missing. One of the bird tapes is missing. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I mean, and I, it's always fun when I watch an episode with both Rumble and Frenzy because I was watching with a friend and I got to explain the whole <laughs> controversy. The color thing? Yeah. No. I, I I described it uh, yeah I described it as back in the day before we realized that yes could be an answer. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's like the question is Rumble red or is Rumble blue and the answer is yes. And now we can say that and move on because you know it took like two decades of us fighting over that to finally go oh it doesn't matter. You say that, but look at IDW who still can't seem to decide. Yeah, well. Yeah, I don't care about it. So, they, <laughs> I, they don't have to be the Phantom. So, toward the end of the episode, um, Red Alert, was it the Null Ray? That, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. That's Starscream's weapon, right? Yeah. yeah. Finally, Starscream's weapon not only does what it's supposed to do... <laughs> a vanishingly rare instance. Yeah. But, but so, basically, uh, he gets shot by the Null Ray, and uh, the effects of the circuit overload you know, wears off momentarily and he has this moment of clarity. But Optimus Prime isn't quite sure. So he <laughs> so Red Alert is in the ne- negavator and he's bar- basically barreling down toward the Autobots and yeah, Optimus is like, I think it's gonna be okay. I think the Norway <laughs> stopped it. He's like a heartbeat away from being nothing. <laughs> now uh, about this negavator thing, um so at the beginning of the episode, we see the negavator doing what it does in terms of like text, in terms of it makes stuff uh, vanish, you know, or vanish out of existence. And then later, it just sort of becomes a gun, like a generic gun. Like I don't <laughs> the negavator. That's how they roll. The negavator aspect of the negavator sort of leaves. Of which the other thing I'm concerned about is like, okay, wait a minute. These are the, like, peace-loving Autobots, and they're about to hand a weapon that vaporizes stuff to the humans. What? I don't know. It's, 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 it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, are these the good guys? <laughs> I don't... Why? So, basically, uh, the uh, Negavator is set to self-destruct, and Megatron's like, hey, attack! And the Decepticons are like, screw this, we're getting out because that thing's going to blow. Even Starscream's like, uh, <laughs> no. So, it's, so apparently the explosion's going to be so deadly or whatever that the Decepticons leave. Then it blows up. And with the Autobots there. 
and they're knocked down. So, mm-hmm. so I guess no, there's no idea of what the impact of that was going to be, but I, if I were Decepticon and I knew what stuff blowing up tends to do, like the level, of, <laughs> like level of explosive impact, I would just wait around, maybe step a few feet out of the blast radius, and then I would like take that time to attack the Autobots. I don't know. I guess they're gun shy or something. Next time, Gadget. <laughs> Maybe their brains got scrambled, too. It's possible. Then Red Alert's fixed, apparently. Frank Wilker was very busy in this episode. It was basically just him and Chris Lotta. Uh, What? I said Frank Wilker was very busy in this episode. There's a lot of Megatron, Soundwave, Frenzy, oh. Rumble, Ravage... <laughs> It's oh, like early yeah, in this right. episode, it was like all Frank Walker. How many? Yeah, how many? Did, how many did he get paid for? <laughs> well, three. That tends to be the standard. Yeah, three. You, you're on there to do three, and then if you do like a certain number beyond that, uh, uh, you get paid more. But then you have to remember, Frank. Aside from John Stevenson, a Thundercracker, um, Frank Welker and Chris Latta were all of the 1984 Decepticons. Right. Yep. So yeah, busy. Yep. But then, you know, Michael, it's Michael Chi in his red, so it's really his episode. Yeah. Between him and Chris, I guess. There's nothing like a yeah. buddy episode with Starscream as the buddy. Yeah. I mean, this is a good Starscream episode, too, because it's like a competent yeah. Starscream episode. Yeah, I mean, he's actually using his brain. It's like, hey, yeah. I'm your friend. And you can't Ryan count too many of those, can you? No. And, <laughs> and it's one of, the early, one of the few times there's actually a bit of plausible deniability in the sense of him saying, no, my plan was to bring it back to Megatron. And you kind of wonder if, if maybe that, you know, wasn't his plan to bring it back. You, I mean, you could say you can make the argument either way. Um, but there's enough plausible deniability to, to make it where it wasn't like an overt plan against Megatron. Yeah, Megatron's not necessarily a complete dummy for not, you know, for taking him at his word in that instance.